Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio, where we'll talk about news, education, and opportunities for small businesses on the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street and in Washington, D.C. I'm Michelle Yancey. And I'm Kyle Todd. Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Hey, good morning, and welcome to, to another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio, and Happy New Year, and... Uh, Hey, Michelle. Hey, Kyle. How are you? All right. How are you? Good. Happy New Year to you, too. And to you, too. And to Rodney on the backboard over there. Yeah. Good morning. Happy New Year. Good morning. Uh, well, so this is our first show back um, in the new year. And uh, Michelle and I talked it over and decided that this might be a, a good opportunity for us to recap all of the, um, all of the happenings over the last year. Um, and some of the things maybe that we're looking forward to in the new year. That sounds like a good idea. We've had so much happen. Yeah, and not just on Rhode Island Avenue, which of course is the most important epicenter of activity in D.C. Of course. <laughs> but but also just in, in, the, in the greater uh, Ward 5 area, uh, a lot of things have been, have been going on. I was, uh, I was in a, a presentation um, uh, from the Washington D.C. Economic uh, Partnership, and they were they were showing off one of their new bells and whistles on their website, and and one of it was showing where where new development is happening, and they made a point of saying that uh, all roads were leading northeast, mm. that uh, um, a bunch of new projects were coming online in northeast, and that um, developers and business owners are looking to the northeast quadrant, so. Uh, you know, that just goes hand in hand with all of the things that we have to uh, reminisce on from the last year and, and talk about in the coming year. So let's let's do this. Let's dive in. You want to start uh, with Rhode Island Avenue or do you want me to start with some of the things going on in, in Greater Ward 5? Well, let's talk Greater Ward 5 and then we can zero in on, okay. on the most important part of Rhode That's Island. right. All right. We'll save the best for last. Yes. So, uh, you know, I like to go out and, and try new things. So I've tried many of these places, not all of them. And hopefully maybe you've tried some of them, too. Well, and you actually have an obligation to go hunt these things out, and, you know, in preparation for the Ward 5 Community Happy Hour. I do. I do. And I take that job very seriously. <laughs> it's an unpaid job, but I take it very seriously. You just give and give and <laughs> I do. Give. I'm so nice like that. <laughs> Um, so the first place I want to talk about is a place called Roaming Rooster. Mm. I don't know if you've been there. No. It is, uh, okay, well, they're at 3176 Bladensburg Road. They're in the little uh, shopping center where D.C. Brow is. Oh, okay. And uh, they started as a food truck. So, right, right, yeah, right. And, and so they have this fantastic fried chicken sandwich. And I'm sure they have other things, but that's all I've managed to get there. <laughs> it's amazing. And uh, the chicken's organic, and they host, uh, they, they will cater for you for corporate or private events. Oh, good to know. Yeah, so they have a good, very good sandwich. Uh, very delicious. So the next place is a place that I have not been to yet, but I'm hoping to go. It's called Zaki's, and they are at 3521 V Street Northeast. And Zaki's is a high-end wine and liquor auction storage facility. It's not a liquor store, so you can't kind of go in and, well, from what I understand, it's, it's not your typical liquor store. But this family, uh, it's a family business. They're considered uh, one of the most established wine purveyors in the country, and you can get 
liquor ordered there or wine ordered there. They will store it for you, and then you can pick it up. Wow. So it's pretty neat. So so if you have a collection of... If you don't have a store, like if you don't have a wine cellar, they can store it for you. Gotcha, gotcha. They they can store it and and house it for you. And they do have regular tastings and events there, so you can sample different things that maybe you wouldn't normally sample. Okay, so let me me make... I'm wrapping my brain around this. So just like there are public storage places that you can rent to store your attic Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. there is now a place where you can store your wine cellar contents i believe so i don't know what the uh rules are if you have to buy it from them and they'll store it for you as you need it but they do have storage available but i'll tell you what if they don't offer storage for other things that's there's a market for that isn't there (laughs) wouldn't you think i mean uh, yeah i yeah yeah so i think we need to put a, put a little asterisk by their name. Oh, yeah. Sure we I, get I'm them in here. <laughs> I, no, I, I definitely, we definitely want to talk to them. They're, I, I have uh, questions. I, I bet you do have questions. <laughs> I'm sure you do. So, you know, in the neighborhood, not everything is food or alcohol. Uh, true. true. True, right? Okay. So, uh, over the uh, Christmas holiday, my daughters and I decided to do something different on our day that we spent time together. Normally, we'll go to dinner or the movies or, you know, if it were nice out, we might go mini golfing or go-kart racing. But it wasn't nice out, so we said, let's try something new. And so we went to bad axe throwing. Axe throwing. Axe throwing. And we went to bad axe throwing. Tell me there's a video. Uh, There is a video. (laughs) There is. there, There are a couple of videos. So, so bad, yeah, bad axe throwing there on Evart Street, 2419 Evart Street. I had no idea that, you know, that was a thing. I mean, I sort of knew, but I thought, okay, this isn't really a thing. But there are two other locations in D.C., and I think one opening up in Ivy City. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. bad axe throwing, which is um, right uh, by South Dakota and Franklin, so it's, it's hidden in, in the little warehouse district. Uh, they host corporate parties or team building. They don't have food or alcohol, but you can bring your own. And you schedule and... Because badly thrown axes and... <laughs> and alcohol and sound like a... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, right. yeah. So, so was axe it throwing. It was a lot of fun. It okay. was much harder than I thought it would be. I thought I'd be much better at it than I was. <laughs> my uh, middle, my oldest daughter was was much better, and she's the uh, skinniest one of us all. I thought me like powerhouse throwing. No, no. She, she was very good. So, so how heavy were the axes? Well, they have different. Uh, I think they had three different uh, sizes. So I tried all of them. I was equally bad. <laughs> it didn't matter. It didn't matter. But it was a lot of fun. And it was packed. It was, uh, I think we went on a Thursday night. It, it was packed. And, they and have, nobody was hurt? And, and no one was hurt. No okay. one was hurt. Um, it, it's almost like a lane for axe throwing. So maybe they have eight lanes and they have two different rooms. It's in like a warehouse. Wow. Yeah. Very, Very cool. cool. Talk about a way to channel your aggressions. I, I, that's what I used it for. Really? Yeah, I did. It was really good. So moving right along waiting, throughout. Waiting yeah, for the video. Yes, for waiting for the, the, the video. We'll, <laughs> we'll attach the video. Maybe not. Um, so moving to Brookland, last year we had Masala Story open mm-hmm. on 12th Street, 3301 uh, 12th Street. 
And uh, they opened up at the beginning of last year, and they have a variety of delicious meat and vegetable options. They also have been known to host uh, fight watch parties. <laughs> so you might not equate an Indian restaurant with that, but uh, we went there to watch an MAA, MMA fight nice. at the bar, and that was nice. kind of fun. They do have some of the best Indian food around. They really do. Quite, quite good. Um, other exciting news in Brooklyn, Minamale, they're going to be opening, well, this won't be in Brooklyn, but they are opening up a second location uh, somewhere in Noma yeah, later yeah. on this year. So that's pretty exciting. Very exciting. We're very yeah. happy for our friends at Minamale. We are. We are. And Salamaria is killing it. Uh, one of the best uh, delis. Delis, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I haven't been there. Uh, the, the, the pasta, the house-made pasta. But mm. you don't eat pasta. I don't, but I know that it's good because okay. I've, you know, You've had heard? quality You've control. Had to, okay, all uh, right. Sample here and there. So very good pasta, yes. huh? All right, very. I'll have to. Ch- I'll have to check them out. And uh, just to talk about one neighborhood that is booming. I mean, I think Ward Five is really booming in general, but um, the Union Market neighborhood, and I don't mean just the market, like in the market, the neighborhood itself is. There's so many uh, things happening. So many new restaurants have come in over there. It really has. Um, within the last few months, uh, Union District Oyster has opened up, and we had our happy hour there last month. It was uh, quite busy. So they're at like a hip restaurant lounge. They serve seafood, wood-grilled pizzas. Um, they have great drinks, and they do uh, comedy mm-hmm. uh, nights. They do music nights, DJs. So they have uh, pretty good entertainment. Uh, last year, the Eleanor opened up near there, and the Eleanor, it, that's um, more on Florida Avenue, right at the corner of Florida and New York. They have a lot of video games and a couple of duck pen bowling lanes. Oh, fun. Yeah, that is fun. And, and they have skee-ball, so mm. very good food, drinks. Uh, we have a sushi restaurant that opened up there called Oku mm-hmm. in Union Market. They mm-hmm. do uh, raw seafood and other meats, and they cook it over the traditional Robata grill. Uh, Go ahead. And it's a a beautiful space. It is a beautiful space. And they have a uh, fine variety of Japanese whiskeys. Oh, your specialty. Yeah, well, I don't know about Japanese whiskeys, but yes, yes, they do. They have an extensive selection. And and then we talked about St. Anselm's earlier, uh, Mm -hmm. you and I, before we got on air. But uh, they're an American tavern that specializes in grilled meats. And their philosophy is uh, great ingredients simply cooked. So, and uh, meat sweats for days. I, I I follow them on social media, and you know, watch the the chef bring in like a whole whole side of beef to oh wow to butcher up and and uh, I talk about fresh. Okay. Oh, sounds good. I know I'm getting hungry. I know I'm getting hungry. So um, another cool place that opened up over there is something called the Village Cafe. And uh, this place was formed by a local trio from D.C. that went to Wilson High School. So they're a cafe, and they serve coffee, some food, and I heard that they have cocktails, which I like coffee, food, and cocktails. It sounds really good. Uh, Trifecta. That's right, the trifecta. But not only are they a cafe, they are trying to include local art, music, children's story time, and do career skills workshops for the community. Oh, very nice. So they have a great mission. I definitely think we should try to talk with them in a future episode. I mean, any of 
any of our uh, neighbors that want to do something. And uh, the final place I want to talk about in uh, Union Market area is Politics and Prose. They yeah. opened up a location over there, which I think is great. Um, I don't have a Kindle. I don't read. Uh, well, I don't read as much as I used to, but when I do, I like to have a real book in my hand. Mm-hmm. I like the smell of a real book. And I know you hate this, but I like to dog ear my book. <laughs> why would you do that to your friends? I know. I, I, that's why I don't uh, borrow books from friends. But <laughs> but I do love that politics and prose has opened up, and you know the same type of experiences that you have expected from their other locations. We great, would get there. So great events. Great uh, events, author talks, and great books. And and I, I've. I've been in there, and the uh, the selection. I mean, it's not as a big a location as their original location, right? But it's every bit as uh, diverse as far as um, titles and uh, a really good selection of stuff. And obviously, they can get in anything you ask for. Right, right. It's a great, great resource to have here in the neighborhood. It is. I'm just happy to see a bookstore yeah. opening up. Yeah. So we have a lot. That's a lot of of stuff, and I'm sure there's a ton of things that. I, I missed, but these were some of the cool things that I noticed uh, over 2018 in, in Ward 5. Yeah, and, and uh, Rhode Island Avenue is uh, certainly seeing its own percentage of that. Uh, we had a lot of things happening in 2018 that uh, wasn't, weren't all about new business openings. Uh, the, uh, the D.C. Water project, construction project, started down uh, at 4th and Rhode Island Avenue, and I know uh, people have been uh, talking about the, the construction on Rhode Island Avenue between um, between about 8th Street and 4th Street. It's just been kind of ongoing for the last couple of years. And that was all the, the early prep work, like the moving of the utilities by Pepco and Washington Gas and, and, and Verizon, et cetera, uh, in preparation for the D.C. Water major construction. And now that's here. Um, Fourth Street, between Rhode Island Avenue and uh, what was it, uh, Bryant Street? Now uh, is basically one lane, one direction, one way uh, southbound. Uh, so there's been some significant traffic impact, um, and there's been some significant business impact. Uh, earlier, uh, well, I guess it was. I, I'm sorry, we, we operate our organization on a fiscal year of October through September, and then there's the calendar year, obviously. And so sometimes I find myself saying earlier this year, meaning earlier in, in the, the fiscal, fiscal year, year. Yeah. meaning mm-hmm. actually uh, yeah, October, summer yeah. and fall. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, we signed uh, a fantastic agreement with D.C. Water. Uh, D.C. Water has, has given Rhode Island Avenue Main Street a very generous grant to specifically assist the businesses on the 4th Street corner there. So we are rolling out uh, a variety of, of projects for those businesses. You know, I've mentioned it in previous episodes, uh, but we're really getting ramped up on that now, um, and that is all a result of, of negotiations and, and project management um, from last year that you'll see coming into effect in this next year. Um, we have seen uh, several um, hiccups through the summer, uh, namely uh, 
WMATA shut down both the Rhode Island Avenue Metro and the Brookland Metro stations for what was that? Two months? Two? I felt. I think it was about two months. Yeah. I, I have to say, thankfully, I, I have that G nine bus. Ah, that G nine bus is such a G nine uh, bus is magical. It really is. And, and in in very good news, uh, when they shut down those metro stations, not only did they add a bunch of really uh, nice direct shuttle buses to the downtown area, but they they set up the G nine to run all day long. Right. Right. And uh, I think that made a huge difference in, yeah. in getting people around. Uh, now that now that the metro stations are back open, uh, the uh, the G9 is back on its rush hour route only. Um, but my goodness, what a difference that made. And I think um, that while, of course, businesses up and down, you, you know, Effect that that would normally get their traffic off of those metro train passengers, they were obviously impacted in a way that, <coughs> excuse me, uh, in a way that we wish they hadn't been. Of course. But I think that um, Wamata heard our concerns, uh, and uh, between uh, them and uh, Councilmember McDuffie, making sure that uh, that there was assistance in place mm-hmm. um there were enough uh, very viable alternatives for Definitely. transportation that that businesses weren't impacted as as, as much as they would have been could have been yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're we're very very grateful for that and uh, the metro stations are obviously back open now uh everything's moving along as as well as can be expected um and uh so we're businesses are feeling good about all that uh Throughout the course of the year, we had some fantastic events. Uh, our Porch Fest last spring was the biggest one that we've had. Um, we estimated 2,800 to 3,000 people wow. visiting it. Um, and that was, that was a great turnout for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, every one of the venues was packed. We had some fantastic, fantastic live music. And uh, looking forward... Um, Porch Fest this year will be uh, April 13th, Saturday, April 13th, again from uh, uh, noon to 6, I believe. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me, so it just just bookmark, just bookmark that day. April 13th. Uh, and uh, We've already put in for good weather. Yes, and uh, because last year was so successful, uh, our, our, our partner for Porch Fest, Cultural Tourism D.C., uh, was able to lock in uh, a small uh, but very helpful grant from uh, the Col- uh, Commission for Arts and Humanities um, so that we can pay this year's performers a small stipend. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're very, very, very excited about that. In years past, it's, you know, we haven't... We, we haven't had the funds to pay. We haven't had pay. the funds right. to pay. Um, and uh, we've, we've done our... Our best to thank our performers by giving them an after party at mm-hmm. the public option uh, with food and a couple of beers as as way of thanks. And so we're still going to do that this year. But on top of that, thanks to Cultural Tourism DC and the Commission on Arts uh, here in DC, we will be able to actually pay a small stipend. Wow, that that must be really gratifying um, to see the growth of that. It really is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that uh, as, as important as our economic development work is, um, you know, 
music and arts is a business. Absolutely. And uh, so many of our performers came from, if they're not, if not coming from D.C. and Ward 5 specifically, um, they they spend a lot of money in D.C. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we want to do our best to support all of our, our artists, particularly in our neighborhood in D.C., um, to, to grow that because economic development without that cultural input and without that cultural growth is it, it, it's, it's pointless it's just business yeah. you know yeah. and people want your customers your patrons want experiences and they they want things to happen like porch fest and you know for for many of our businesses that are um hosts for porch fest it's their biggest day of the year because mm-hmm. people are there to hear the live music and yes i'll take two pounds of coffee while i'm here right you right uh, so we we really see that arts and economic development small business economic development just go hand in hand so so we're real thrilled to um to be looking forward to another porch fest uh, after last year's spectacularly successful one uh, and of course, we had our fall festival and uh, holiday market this last year. Both of those turned out really well, despite <laughs> uh, questionable weather on both of those days. Uh, but we had a great turnout to both events, and uh, lots of uh, highlighting of made in DC type project products. Um, we, uh, for the first time this year, uh, had. Uh, Langdon Syrup join us for the holiday market. I've been working on having them as part of our event for the last, well, since we've started doing events. Um, But we've always had conflicts between our schedules, so they they weren't able to join us, and this year they were, so. I have not had that syrup still, but I heard that it's it's a crime not to. Pretty much. I mean, (laughs) it's one of those things that if you live in the neighborhood particularly, and you're not supporting your own Langdon Wood Syrup, come on. All right, all right. And you can find that at Good Food Market, by the way. Uh, Very good. Just, just look on just, the shelf. All right. Um, and uh, so earlier this summer, too, we had, uh, speaking of, of wonderful things on the neighborhood corridor, um, the uh, six historic call boxes were renovated mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a way that uh, reflect, reflected a snippet of history from each of those locations. Uh, my personal favorite is the one at South Dakota and Rhode Island Avenue that is dedicated to Bo Diddley, mm-hmm. um, that lived just uh, a block or two away from from that intersection. Uh, so the uh, the uh, guitar, the the whole call call box was uh, renovated to be shaped like one of his guitars, and uh, it lists the different songs that he's famous for and tells a little bit about his life on a placard inside the call box. It's fantastic. It looks looks great we're really really proud of that so there are six of those on rhode island avenue between um, the metro tracks and uh, south dakota so by all means get out and check them out because uh, they are all little snippets of history from the corridor um and we had some new businesses open up here too um we had fitness snob open up um down uh, near 6th and Rhode Island Avenue. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a boutique fitness studio. Um, uh, uh, a bunch of different uh, fitness trainers work out of, out of that space with uh, specialized fitness classes. Uh, so 
be sure and check them out. Yeah, she even uh, had uh, Michelle Obama's trainer there yes, for yes. something last year. Yeah, that was uh, part of their grand opening celebration. Yeah. Um, the, the trainer responsible for Michelle Obama's arm. That's right. If you, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. It's right here on Rhode Island Avenue. <laughs> yes. Uh, we also welcomed uh, Smoothie King at Rhode Island Row about that same time. Um, uh, earlier in the year, we uh, welcomed Momo Yakitori, the uh, Japanese uh, skewered stuff, mm-hmm. uh, grilled meats and vegetables on skewers. Um, and wow, have they been uh, really well received. Food critics love them. Yes, it's uh, very hard to get in. Yeah. It's very hard to get in. Actually, our, nac- our next wor- breaking news, our next Ward 5 happy hour is going to be at Momo Yakitori. Oh, I finally got uh, in. So Fantastic. They're going to host us in the basement, and uh, they're going to provide food for us in the basement, which they normally do not. Normally, you have to be upstairs in the dining room. Nice. They have uh, other food in the basement. Are they still doing the ramen bar down there? They are. Good. They are. Good, good, good. Yeah, I know that that was very popular. Um, so yeah, they just got listed as, uh, one of the top, uh, eateries by, what was it, DC Eater? Yeah, yeah, I saw, I mean, they've been, they've gotten a lot of acclaim in yeah. several places, but yeah, Tom, and they're packed, they're yeah, packed. Always, always, Tom Sietzema loves them, um, and, you know, when... Mr. Well, if Tom likes them, then... There you go. Uh, so, good, good news all the way around for Momo Yakitori, we're glad to have them in the neighborhood. Uh, and they opened at uh, 2214 Rhode Island Avenue in the old Nito space. Of course, we will always miss Nito, but Momo is a, a great Right, a great and, and they're still just open uh, Thursday through Sunday, I believe. They open on Monday nights. Too. Oh, is that right? Yeah, okay. Wow, so they're slowly, slowly opening <laughs> up. Uh, all right, that's yeah. good, whetting our appetite for more. There you go, there all you right. go. Um, and uh, very recently... Uh, Seven Days Market opened, um, and they are at 2306, yeah, 2306 Rhode Island Avenue, um, and uh, we're really excited about them. Uh, they they do carry wine and beer, but they carry a great, um, a great craft beer selection and some local wines, some Virginia wines. And the owners are Ethiopian, so they are bringing in um, some Ethiopian food oh. uh, here and there. It's not it's not a full restaurant by any stretch of the imagination, but they've got um, packaged uh, food or what, what? Something you order? Both, okay. uh, both hot food and um, and shelf stable dried food. Uh, I know for their grand opening, you could buy uh, bags full of injera. Hmm. Um, so uh, they. They are really uh, working on uh, developing a, an international market feel. You know, that, that is something that could do very well there because there is nothing like that. Exactly, exactly. It, and, not nearby. Right, right. And, uh, and they, they have, um, in addition to some of their regular you know, dry goods stuff that you would find in a, in a corner market, they've got some, uh, some great health food options. Um, and uh, I'm I am really excited about uh, having just a few doors from down from my office uh, access to some uh, good authentic Ethiopian food. Very good. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So uh, so check them out. And 
you know, as we look ahead towards the rest of this year, uh, we've got uh, groundbreaking and uh, ongoing construction for some, some pretty large-scale development projects. Uh, the Bryant Street um, development there uh, behind Mount Cavalry Church, um, they're starting to work on that. Um, the RIA development, uh, some of the uh, demolition has already taken place for uh, some of the property uh, that uh, was vacant. Um, so uh, while they are, are preparing to uh, get going on their, their larger PUD, um, they're, they're, they're moving forward. Uh, a TAC, a TIF district was created for them to uh, help, ah, uh, uh, oh, man, my words, my brain just shut down. Well, what's a TIF district? A uh, TIF district is a tax increment financing district. Um, so it uh, provides basically um, uh, upfront financing to the developer uh, so that they can do infrastructure improvements. Okay. And... Um, as the uh, property value goes up and the property tax goes up in conjunction with the new development, the, the difference between the initial tax rate and the growing tax rate mm -hmm. uh, is applied as repayment towards the upfront. Oh, um, and so they were just given that... Mm -hmm. They were just approved. That that TIF district was just approved by the council. And what what uh, property is this for? It's for the RIA, uh, formerly known as Brookland Manor okay. property. Um, so we're excited to see that go forward. I know that um, there's been a lot in the news about it, but um, by and large, the the residents that live there are excited about the the renovation. They're excited about having new units. Uh, to be moved into. Uh, there's going to be some fantastic new retail there, uh, creating uh, a wide assortment of jobs. Um, so we're, we're super excited about seeing that move forward. Um, a couple of other smaller projects are getting started. Um, you've, if you've driven down the corridor, you've seen the, the uh, construction going on in the uh, 2000 block of Rhode Island Avenue uh, where there was a, an old bank. Um, in agreement with the developer, they agreed to keep the facade of that um, bank because it, it is a historic facade. It doesn't have a historic designation, but I said, come on, man. Yeah, this, is, yeah. this was a, a this fair... This was part of the neighborhood. Yeah, and, and a unique architectural history um, behind that facade. So... Um, I'll, I'll have a whole other episode where we talk about some of the architecture on Rhode Island Avenue, and we'll, we'll highlight that one a little bit more. But they agreed that it was uh, architecturally significant as well, and they decided to uh, incorporate it into the, the new plans for the condo and, and condos and, um, and retail that they're building in that space. And what, where is that on the avenue? Um, I don't remember the exact address, but I want to say it's... Uh, I want to say it's uh, 2100 or 2101. It's right between the, um, the, the Catholic Church and Dudley's Beauty College. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that will be bringing some more, um, some more residential units. Um, obviously, the, um, the uh, 
family housing unit, uh, one of one of Mayor Bowser's initiatives to put uh, interim, interim housing in all, all eight wards. Um, that's happening at seven, 1700 block of Rhode Island Avenue, and the construction is, is um, moving forward on that. Uh, and uh, the property at uh, the northwest corner of 18th and Rhode Island Avenue has been sold uh, to a developer. It's a big L-shaped uh, property that covers that entire corner. Uh, so we'll be seeing uh, groundbreaking on that probably later this year as well. So, so a lot happening. A lot of stuff happening. Um, and, and all stuff that I think is really going to... Um, not only enhance uh, the opportunities for our locally owned businesses, but, uh, you know, it's certainly a chance for us to welcome uh, a whole new uh, raft of neighbors in, and um, we, we continue to have a baby boom here in the neighborhood. We I, do. Petite oh, Scholars is overflowing with the little ones. Again, <laughs> I mean, they keep opening new locations here in this zip code because yeah. there's so many baby mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. um so that's very exciting i love to see that energy i love to see it when it's other people yeah <laughs> yes i i, I you agree yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes i do <laughs> uh glad glad other people can make that happen um so yeah that's uh that's a quick look at last year and a sneak peek of this coming year yeah we have a lot of stuff to be excited for yeah and uh so hey listeners you know if uh any of the, the things that we've talked about today, particularly the things that Michelle mentioned, um, businesses that have opened, um, questions that you may have about upcoming developments uh, or new businesses coming online, um, if you want to hear more about those and maybe you know hear from the business owners themselves, um, tell them to reach out to us or give us a shout and let us know you want to hear something specific. Uh, as we go into this new year, uh, we want to make sure that we continue to bring topics and guests in that uh, are relevant and matter to you. And um, and if we hear you requesting it, and if those business owners hear you requesting it, then we they can, will come. Yes, we can get them in the studio. Yeah. So so there you go. All right. All right. So we had a busy 2018, and we look forward to a. Uh, prosperous 2019 for yep. the for the avenue and beyond yep and uh casey from good food markets will be joining us again next week so we'll start getting new uh good food market reports um and uh we'll have some some more news to share with you next week yeah and let's thank our sponsors oh yes thank yes you. uh yeah the department of small and local business development and the department of housing and community development uh, they are our grantors. They provide us with grants to support small businesses throughout the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street Corridor and to produce episodes of this show. So uh, big thanks to DSLBD and DHCD. And, uh, and as always, thanks to you all to listening. Yes, thanks. Yeah. And uh, we we'll look forward to talking to you again next episode. See you next episode. Bye-bye.